down. Frank. Guess what? <laughs> I know what. Oh, no. It's our 10-year anniversary coming up. Can you, just over a month from now, November 13th is the day that we've picked. We've designated that as a day we'd like to get together. We're having a get-together. We're having a gathering, a meetup. We haven't had one for a long time. Oh, COVID. It's been COVID. We can't do it. So <laughs> at least that's our excuse. Mark your calendars. If you can make it, get here from far and wide. Yeah. Uh, we Last time, we, we've had people come from all across the country to come to these things. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're not paying your way, but get here November 13th. We're going to have events during the day. We're having a big, we'll have a, a big, big thing in the evening. Thing in the evening. It's uh, a Saturday. Details to come. Um, but mark your calendars now and uh, and try to get out. November 13th. Let's do a show. Buddy. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, being a prophet just ain't what it used to be. Oh, my God. Oh. Especially a Mormon prophet. Oh. They just get no respect. Back in the day, if you were the Mormon prophet and you want yeah, if you want a standing army... Oh. You just say, hey, you guys, you're all a standing army now. And people stood. And, th- and up armed they themselves. stand. <laughs> now, it's still no problem getting Mormons to arm themselves. <laughs> but uh, but will they go in the direction that their prophet points? That's the big question right now. Uh, um, and we're going to answer it. Signs are saying. <laughs> well, the magic eight ball is it's saying. No. It's not. Eight ball says no. It's not looking great. Oh, it's not looking great. Sure enough. All right. Well, Dan. Yeah. I want to take us first today over to an India. Oh, the, the, the S- yes. Specifically. The Emerald Isle, if you would. Specifically, Kerala. <laughs> really? No, I'm just, I'm just. I like that instead of like refuting it, you just looked at me quizzically. <laughs> I was like, what is. I don't, what I is don't think that's right. <laughs> I'm tired. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, where a uh, the High Court in Kerala uh, has Kerala is the is the majority m- Christian part of of India, which is important. And yeah. thank you because that'll help make this make a little bit more sense. Yeah, which is uh, the court has pronounced a verdict that now requires that nuns and priests pay income tax. Because they used to not have to even, not even their income tax, which like here they like. I don't think, do they? Oh, yeah. Do they? they? Oh, yeah. They get all sorts of like goodies. You know, they get their housing paid for. uh, If if the the church, like in the United States, the rectory is like church housing and they don't have to be compensated for that. And there's all sorts of like amazing tax deductions. Right. And effectively, they may not pay income tax but right. they have to file their taxes okay. they're subject to income tax and withholdings and all of that stuff well in india in kerala they were, that had not been the case they were getting away with murder they were getting away with not paying any kind of, of income tax wow and this was based on sort of a, a couple different like precedents and decisions that have been made by the central board of 
direct taxes oh going back to 1944 oh uh where that it's sort of this tradition comes out of and the court was just like wait what <laughs> are you are you guys out of your minds because apparently there's this idea in india that um once a perpetual vow of poverty is taken the nun or priest undergoes a civil death Oh my God. Uh, and thereafter are not persons under many different statutes and wow. laws. Right. I mean, if that's what, if, if it means you don't pay taxes, kill me off, baby. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to die for that. You know, it, I, I'll be a non-personed person. Yeah. But the court uh, says that, wait a second, <laughs> while that does exist as a concept, the law itself has to specifically trigger that mm. the, the law has to be like whatever the law is applying was specifically saying they have to say oh yeah and there's you know civil death is somehow worked into this law right otherwise they have to such as the tax laws which mentions nothing about civil death which i this is a new concept for me yeah it's like i'm just kind of <laughs> kind of blown away by it um, but as, as they point out, uh, nuns and priests are part of society. They can walk freely, speak freely, and even indulge in most of the regular activities unrestricted like any other individual. Right. They act as managers of educational institutions, hospitals, and other establishments. They enter into contracts for manifold purposes. In all of these spheres, they act like any other living human. And so, yeah. and they use all the stuff that taxes pay for. Absolutely. This literally was just a handout right. to priests and nuns. Did, was there any mention of like if Hindu priests have to pay now, taxes or? Now, it doesn't really get into that. It okay. doesn't get into like other, other parts of India and other religions. Interesting. Specifically in Kerala where, like you said, Christianity is, is number one. Yes, indeed. Um, they uh this had been interesting an thing. interesting yeah. well there you go uh from from india i'll take i'll take us to another exotic locale mm. tennessee it is exotic it is uh where governor bill lee listen tennessee has not been doing great with the whole covid thing you'll be shocked shocked <laughs> to learn that tennessee has uh they they have the worst record for covid uh currently like oh, like no. the, the worst per capita infection rate currently in the country seriously yeah wow tennessee yeah it's, come on yeah. but fear not for governor lee has a plan <laughs> okay you'll never guess what it is but it's going to work for sure it only takes a day oh and that day will be october the 11th when everyone We'll fast and pray. Oh, God. Oh, this is why they have the highest rate. <laughs> well, because <laughs> our ding dong governor did the same shit. No, he did. But he, yeah, no, he did. That is correct. So I'm not going to make excuses for Spencer Cox. I was about to. No, no, no. <laughs> I, did, I don't know why I had that knee jerk reaction. <laughs> yeah. No, but ours is fine. <laughs> Theirs is an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's. It, it's especially worrying when things are at their absolute worst 
and this is what they pull out. Like if things are just getting bad and they whip this out as just sort of a, as, as an obvious political ploy to get Christians on, on their side or whatever. Okay. Whatever. Mm -hmm. But when things are really, really bad, Mm -hmm. you got to take, you know, real action. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But apparently uh, this is what counts for real action in the fine, fine state of Tennessee. Oh, God. Uh, This is not the first time he has called for prayers and fasting, even this year. Hmm. But uh, don't worry. The fact that it didn't work those other times doesn't mean that it won't work this time. Well, that's the trick, right? You just keep (laughs) trying until... You'll figure it out. I mean, eventually, the pandemic is going to end. All pandemics end. I bet this little fasting and prayer will have a small part in in that (laughs) end. Well, you think, like, I feel like if all of Tennessee prays really, really hard, the Lord will look down upon them mm. and do, you're, you're claiming that he'll do a little bit. Is that what, I, you, is that what your claim that, is? I, I'm saying that the course of history might play out exactly the same as it would have, but it will make you feel good. It'll make, it'll make them feel good. They'll, they'll feel so good. They'll be like, remember the time we fasted and prayed and then... yeah. 15 months later, it kind of went away. That's a win. That's a big fast and prayer. That's a big win. That's a solid win. That's that's yeah. Chalk that up. Christian win. Christian uh, one, not praying (laughs) zero. Zero. Yeah. Because it ended. Duh, guys. (laughs) Idiots. Oh, Dan. Yeah. Oh, Dan. Dan, Dan, Dan. Oh, don't sigh like that. Oh, this story. It's one that. Y- y'all have heard this week. I, I guarantee you, you heard this this about this story. Oh, I know where you're um, going. And but it's also one of those that how how it it's so awful, and you know everybody's heard about it already. But we so have to how, talk about how it. How do you? But but you have to talk about it. Yeah. Exactly. This is the story about France and their uh, and the Catholic Church in France specifically, and the independent investigation into sex abuse into whether or not allegedly there may have been a tiny bit of whether, whether any happened at all apparently. yeah who knows it's possible it we could have to go, enter this <laughs> all the investigators had to op- enter it into an with an open mind it could go either way yeah you never can tell it was a panel of 12 and or i'm not 12 20, uh 22 evenly split men and women uh, evenly split uh secular and catholic okay um, and these were the investigators and they right. were looking into whether or not there might have been abuse within the Catholic church. <laughs> I think, okay. Yeah. Whether um, or not maybe on, there's an off chance that Catholic priests maybe might have a, have possibly. done some sexual abuse. We've never heard of it before. It sure, certainly hasn't happened. Uh, so Sh- yeah, shock so, us with with what happened. Frank. Well, the report has found that roughly three hundred thirty thousand children. It's just you uh, were fucking... victims of sex abuse within the Catholic Church. Now the number. We, let's not. France is not that big. <laughs> this isn't the U.S. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. 330,000 in the last, what, 30 years? 
Yeah, it was, uh, since uh, the fifties. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so, so you know, sixty years or whatever, seventy—I don't know what it is. Yeah, I, some math number of years, but like not—you're not even a century, right? Three hundred and thirty thousand. Yeah, turns, I mean, turns that, out they were prolific. Yeah, I mean, isn't that roughly the population of Iceland? Isn't that roughly the population of France? I know it's the <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so there are numbers in this whole thing that are shocking, uh, just as shocking as that. Now, yeah. if you would, you actually have to adjust the number down slightly if you are just looking at like priests and clerics okay. abusing children. Okay. That number is 216,000 <laughs> abusees. Um, the, the, the reason for that difference is the, the 330,000, that's just like... It includes people who people are who affiliated are, with the exactly. church or associated with the church and exactly. the ch and the church acting and, yeah. and be be clear this report also talked about the church actively covering this up absolutely letting it happen mm -hmm. like this was this this was an active systemic program of cover up and uh and and allowing it yeah here's here's a number for you Dan okay 3000 Okay. okay. That references the number of total child abusers. Two, Wait, 3,000 abusers 3, did 300 and something thousand abuses? That is correct. Um, correct. Let that sink in. They, they were uh, uh, active, actively <laughs> engaged in that. It's, 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 it's absurd. That averages. So, and so yet, that's, uh, that's a lot, but two thirds of the, th so 2000 of the child abusers were priests, right? Which means of the 216,000 who were priests uh, abused by priests, priests per capita, right? Abused 108 kids each over the course of their career. That right? is, th which is, I'm, I'm reeling. Well, I mean, I, I, that is, that is, oh, Lord Jesus. You know, it's when you come to me and you say, hey, guess what? France found out that the Catholic Church was indeed abusing, uh, sexually abusing kids. Mm -hmm. I go, duh. Right. That, yes, you are correct. Mm -hmm. uh, we have long, it has long been the, uh, the position of this podcast that if you have a diocese, you have an abuser. Oh, yeah. Totally. But for each of the abusers to have averaged mm -hmm. over a hundred victims. Yeah. And you have to figure that some of them probably weren't as active as others. Yeah. Right. So some of these guys were, they were out there perpetrating it, repeated. I mean, repeatedly. I mean, that's, that's the wrong word. It's like just, it's just constantly. How, how right? do you, how do you like that means that systems had to be in place, not just to cover this up, but to enable it. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, we've talked about that before we've, on the show. We have talked about it. Where like systems that priests had were like, there was a special like uh, there were crucifix, networks of right? priests like that little, were sending messages to each other. Yeah. This one's already primed. This one's already, because they, he, that child was wearing like a, a specific crucifix or something along those lines. And I'm so sorry for anyone who has been through this. And mm. I, I don't think that we're being cavalier at all about, no. about no. the trauma of this. It is just astounding. Sh truly, truly, truly shocking. It's um, ah! the commission 
opened up a hotline at, at the beginning of their investigation. Mm. Uh, they received 6,500 calls uh, from alleged victims or uh, people who said they knew a victim. Right. Um, but 6,500 calls yeah. came in to a number that most people probably never even knew existed. Right. Right. Um, these are also people willing to step forward, which not a lot of people are. Yeah, I mean, super I, anxious to step forward with something. I like read this. a number of uh, of of accounts of people who didn't feel like they could come forward because it would hurt their family or it would mm. hurt. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there were so many people for whom you know, because uh, I don't know if you know this, Frank. Catholic Church kind of important in France. Oh, it's a big deal. It's kind yeah. of a big deal. Yeah. So I mean, this is going to, and it has. It obviously has rocked. France and it's going to continue to ripple and uh, around and I mean what's going to happen is all of these other countries are going to have to do it Italy's going to have to do one Spain's going to have to do one like all of these Catholic countries better fucking start looking I don't know I think you think it's it's probably isolated a French problem it's probably just isolated to them I don't see how this could have spread. It's just America and France, and that's basically it. And then some random occurrences. Yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit here and there. If if one of the priests got out of the U.S. or France, if one of them happened to leave. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. <sighs> All right, well, I'm going to take us to, to Nicaragua for a very strange story where uh, Daniel Ortega, who is the... Uh, the uh, the despotic president of Nicaragua, or for those of you in the UK, that's Nicaragua. Oh, right. That's, that's true. I picked this story half because I love how British people say that word. <laughs> Just, Dan. And, and today on the BBC, a jaguar attack in Nicaragua. <laughs> Y'all pronounce that shit funny. That's all I'm saying. Um, uh, Nicaragua... I don't know if you know this, but uh, Daniel Ortega is not, he's not the best guy. And, oh. and Nicaragua is not doing great. Oh. Uh, they've, they had uh, uprisings back in, in like 2018. There was, a, there was an uprising um, that was really just, hey, can we have, you know, a real country, please? Mm. Uh, but, of course, Ortega deemed it a terrorist attempt. And hmm. uh, and he called it a coup attempt, and and said there was foreign backing hinting about us, uh, about the U.S. and and so hmm. because it was like a pro democracy sort of thing, right? Uh, you would think a president would be pro democracy, but not when you're that brand of president. <laughs> Matter of fact, our last president wasn't really that brand of president Damn. either. Hmm. Uh, anyway, there was a recent, a more recent pro-democracy plan uh, that was submitted by, I don't know, submitted to whom, who do you submit to, uh, but the, the <laughs> Nicaragua's Council of Bishops okay. uh, uh, submitted this. It was not well received. No. Let's just say this. You know that things are really bad in a country when their account, their council of Catholic bishops is more on my side than on the side. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ortega basically said, he said, 
quote, the bishops, this was in a, a broadcast. He said, the bishops signed that in the name of the terrorists at the service of the Yankees. Oh, geez. These bishops are also terrorists. In any other country in the world, they would be on trial. Wow. I don't know that that's true. The, the man any got me other. siding with the bishops. <laughs> that's what I'm telling you he did. I'm not okay with that. Uh, I, don't, I don't like it. Uh, there's a very real chance they'll all end up in prison. Uh, he, oh, he is not afraid of, of jailing uh, clergy. Okay. Um, so, so yeah. Since 2018, in the in the in the clashes, that 325 people died, and now more than 52,000 people have fled the country, according to the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights. Oh my God! Wow. So, uh, so yeah. There you go. Um, it's uh, it's it's fun. He tried. He did try back in the 80s. To to mend relations with the with the bishops uh, mm. by offering to enforce very strict anti-abortion laws. So that's cute. That's where they they met eye to eye. Mm. But uh, he's he's too far right for those guys. <laughs> Ain't that fun? Oh golly! I should gee. say he's too far afield. I don't. That's yeah. not by at that point. It's no longer a right it's, and left yeah. thing. It's yeah. a all the way off into the into the ether thing. <laughs> all right, Dan. Uh, I figured after my last story about a bunch of um, pedophile priests, yes, uh, that I would share a story of a priest uh, not being a pedophile. Oh, so a real news, so real news then, <laughs> but still not getting it quite right. Not, um, not good. Yeah. A priest up in Michigan, uh, has gotten, uh, 60 days in jail for bubble wrapping a boy. <laughs> oh my God. Now, I, you didn't prep me. I wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready for bubble wrap. Okay. I mean, it's they wrote the headline. <laughs> I didn't write the headline. It what? is child abuse. What? What the uh, hell? What the hell happened? Light of it. Um, apparently, the boy uh, was misbehaving or something. It was, it, he was he, something wasn't right, and the priest felt like he needed to be wrapped in bubble wrap and tape uh, and put into a janitor's room. Oh, uh, he. Uh, and it, once you get into the details, you feel bad for having laughed at all. Uh, the boy's eyes and mouth were covered with masking tape. Oh. Uh, and he was left alone for an hour. So it is a it is a terrible case of child abuse. Ew. Um, and the prosecutors say that there was actually a sexual motivation to it. But yeah, that's some kinky shit right yeah, there. Yeah, there's something something really rough going on there. Um, and so I, I teased it as a story about a <laughs> priest not being molesty but of course he but abusey he's abusey he's abusey not molesty but then probably he was like molesty too but, look uh but 60 yeah. days um i don't know that that seems appropriate to me uh um, 60 days seems a, a little a little easy a little lenient yeah, i I'm, I'm not too happy about that um let's see but a, uh brian but you, you're telling me a story about a priest actually serving any amount of time oh that's true so I'm kind of happy just on that front. Yeah. Most um, of them just get a walk away clean. Yeah. He, he, he's getting in some trouble. Uh, Brian Stanley's his name. Attorney General 
released a statement that says that he took advantage of a vul- vulnerable victim and today he's being held accountable. You could say. For too long, criminal behavior by members of the clergy has gone unchecked and that must stop. And then the Diocese of Kalamazoo uh, also released a statement that says that they are continuing to pray for all survivor victims as well as those impacted by this situation. Oh, yeah, I, th- I and, thought for uh, sure you were going to say they continue to pray for the priest. I thought for sure you were going to say that. <laughs> no. Can I just it's say... Just this, it's just the empty and hollow we're praying for. Yeah. I just want to say that, uh, yeah, because if they say anything else, they might actually be liable and actually like yeah. ha- have to pay money. Yeah. Uh, can I just say, there is a case to be made that by wrapping him in bubble, bubble tape, he was protecting him. That's the safest that kid has ever been. For you shipping. Could, you, could, like, you, you could literally, you could hit him with a baseball bat and he'd probably, <laughs> you put enough bubble wrap on the kid and he's fine. I know. It's just like, why? You, you want it to be a positive. Why, right? why bubble like, wrap? You... <laughs> When, when does that occur to you? At what point do you know. go, I know the solution to this. This kid's a little unruly. I think I've got this. Well, you can hear him if he's escaping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy Jesus. Not It's cool. not, not good. Jesus, come and take away your followers. We need you to clean up <laughs> after yourself. This is a, it's a mess down here. Oh, no kidding. Uh, speaking of the followers of Jeebus, mm-hmm. yeah, Frank, it's a sad day for this show. Why? It is a rough day for TGIA. No, what happened, Dan? Uh, a, a, a hallmark of our program, a, a stalwart voice in our in our landscape. Oh no, is is being silenced, or at S- least what? a little bit more quiet. Censored? Not censored. No, no. Pat Robertson is retiring, kids. Oh, no. That's right. The, what are we going to do? The 90-hundred-year-old Pat Robertson. He's 91. Oh, he is. Uh, yeah, he's an old man. He is an old man. He's, I mean, he's made it pretty far. He looks, he looks like a puppet at this point. He has gotten so old that he has devolved into no longer looking like a real human and now just looks... Like maybe, like maybe whoever Frank Oz, you know, yeah. when he was working on Yoda, took a break and made <laughs> made Pat Robertson. What's well, amazing because he held up pretty well for a long time. It's it, there is something about hitting a certain age, <laughs> yeah, where it, 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 age just knocks you over the head oh clearly because like he he was functioning and yeah. then now he's just slumped into his his suit. Uh, it's kind of let us sad. remember Pat Robertson for uh for a few of the things that that he was notable for. Yeah. Uh this is a guy who he uh I mean he he said things like uh you remember his quote about feminism which of course uh, I bet it's a doozy. encouraged women to Quote, leave their husbands, kill their children, practice witchcraft, destroy capitalism, and become lesbians. That's not, that's basically what I learned in college. I mean. In my gender studies class. I, I mean, I, if, I, I would say that other, I mean, other than kill their children, which I'm sure he's referring to abortion. Uh, 
But uh, but I've seen feminism lead to all of those things. <laughs> it's always been positive, but you know, uh, he uh, yeah, he basically he at one point he called for the assassination of Hugo Chavez. That's interesting. Um, you'll recall that he said that uh, towels might carry AIDS. I think Good he, lord! He's the one that also said that gay guys wear rings. Remember, wasn't he the one that said that? That have that have like little needles on them, and if you shake their hand, the, they infect you with AIDS. Yeah, I remember something like that. He said that. He said really awful things. Yeah, he blamed. He he said that uh, that mass shootings were base were 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 blamed to be blamed on godlessness and liberals. He said that he actually was talking to. This is a good one. He was talking to Jerry Falwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, after September 11th, uh, and he, they both agreed that the, uh, the real, you know, maybe some, uh, some Osama bin Laden following Muslims may have carried out the attacks, but the real responsibility lay at the feet of pagans, abortionists, feminists, gays, and lesbians. Obviously. Doy. It's it. When you hear it, you go, oh, that's, that's obvious. Right. That that's that that's the case. Uh, he he said that when uh, when the city of Orlando flew rainbow flags for uh, gay days at Disney World, mm-hmm. um, uh, he 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 said, "quote This is not a message of hate." So that's a good start. Oh, it, yeah. it wasn't a okay. hate message. I'm right. glad. That, I'm glad that it's not that. Uh, <laughs> so- he said this is a message of redemption, but a condition like this will bring about the destruction of your nation. It'll bring about terrorist bombs. It'll bring earthquakes, tornadoes, and possibly a meteor. A message of love. A statement of love. It was was not, well, well, it wasn't hate. It wasn't hate. It it was not hate. It was (laughs) meteors. And then... He would turn around and say the shit like he said, like when one of his, when one of his listeners, you remember this, mm-hmm. when one of his listeners wrote in and said, why does the Bible belt get hit by all the tornadoes? Why are all the good Christians getting hit by all the tornadoes? Isn't, is God sending them? And he was like, no, 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 no. This is just a weather phenomenon. And went on to explain how tornadoes work with precise detail. So he clearly understands how they work. When it's Christians getting hit. Right. Yes, exactly. But when it's other people he doesn't like. When it's New Orleans, then it's the the gays. gays. Then it's the gays. Like all the magical thinking starts up. Yeah. Immediately if it's a group he doesn't like. Do you remember that he ran for president? Uh, That rings a bell. Yeah. He he ran for president. uh, Came. Didn't come close. Uh, Got a couple percentage points. But but came in in third in the Iowa... Oh, okay. uh, primary. I mean, he was running against Caucus, yeah. Daddy Bush, H.W. Bush. Right. That was never going to work. So that was never going to work. Anyway. Like, yeah. Hmm. Uh, he he has been a constant delight to me since since we started this show. I mean, in this in only in the way that a hateful old man could possibly be a delight. Yeah. But like because he's inconsistent, a because, crazy hateful, yeah. like. He's just a ranting lunatic who happens to like he did his show for like 54 years. I know. Yeah. Could you imagine? I mean, we're well on our way. 
He is going to come back. He says he is going to come back to, right? We Yeah. In podcast years, we've been doing our show way longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, he, he is going to come back, I think, monthly to do Q&A stuff. So we may get some more choice. Oh, stuff. so he's not completely gone. He's not completely gone. His son is, is taking over. That's never a good sign. His probably 70-something-year-old son. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Maybe maybe the maybe the apple won't fall far from the tree and old Gordon or whatever. I think his name's Gordon. I don't remember what his name is. He's going to take over and uh maybe maybe he'll he'll give us some choice moments. Cuz uh one thing we have learned from Jerry Falwell Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, at all. Mm-hmm. Sons can be exciting. Sons of well, millionaire yeah, priests, yeah, mi- millionaire pastors. All they have to do is, I mean, like if their dads were kind of probably faking it for the money, right? Right. Um, believe in a lot of the horseshit, but let's face it, a lot of it they're 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 twisting it for the money. Yeah. Um, but we're good at it, and when the son comes along. He's probably, he probably just doesn't have the chops. All he right? know, all he's seen. Oh, and it's just he's there strictly for the dollars at yeah. that point. Whereas maybe there was, I mean, there definitely were some hateful bones yeah. in Pat Robertson, but there were probably also believing bones as well. Yeah, yeah. Or it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. He, he was making money off the deal, but he also. Yeah, Gordon Robertson is sixty-three years old and the CEO of the Christian Broadcasting Network. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Uh, <laughs> not well. It's, it's not, not going to go well. It's not going to go well. Oh, well, well, all right. If you guys have anything, you know, if, if you've got the dirt on Gordon Perry Robertson, please feel free to write it into us or anything else. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. We actually have a voicemail coming right up. Well, Frank, Dan, uh, we have talked about the prophet Cat oh. Kerr. Oh, yeah, a number of times. Yeah, she's a fantastic. She's, she's a perennial, accurate. a perennial favorite. The best thing about her is is her accuracy. Accurate with all prophets. Well, here, really. Here's the thing: you have to know you. That it should be a number that they're actually judged by. Well, Cat Kerr is a special one because a lot of her quote unquote professor is uh is actually uh just shit she made up about what heaven looks like <laughs> uh she's been there many times you'll recall cat oh. kerr is she of the w- volcanoes can explode and you can ride them as water slides oh uh, in heaven in heaven yeah heaven's f- a fun joint uh in cat kerr's crazy pink-haired mind <laughs> um so, Kat uh, is appearing on oh, what's his name's show, the, uh, Steve Schultz's show. He's mm. he's the guy that looks like a a canned ham in a in a necktie, um, <laughs> and uh, and Kat's got some some good news. Oh yeah, uh, for for mothers who have either lost their children or even aborted them. Oh, let's listen. Oh. 
someone heard me from Sterling, Illinois. That's where this letter came from. And they had heard me say that you get to raise your babies in heaven, whether aborted or miscarried, babies that don't make it all the way through. Uh, if, if you had an abortion and you repented of that, you get to heaven, you receive Christ, you will get to raise that baby. And the father showed me that normally they stay as babies because the mother wants them as a baby. They lost that baby. They want that baby. And so it's usually up to the mother what she decides, how she sees that child the whole time. Possibly it's growing. It grows very slowly in heaven or he just keeps it young. And that's for the purpose of the, the parents coming to heaven. But I have been to the nurseries in heaven where all these aborted babies are greeted by Jesus. Their little heart is healed for what happened to them. They pray for the people who actually did the abortions or okay the abortion. Wow, they wow. can't wait for their parents to receive Christ so they can come to heaven and raise them from the time they get to heaven. Still be a baby, given back to you. Uh, you won't have to do all night feedings or diaper changes. Amen. Yay, but you get to raise that child. See the gift God put in that child. They don't lose their final destiny. Your final destiny is to be the gift he sent you to this earth as. So, yes, you do get to raise your children if that is your heart's desire and you miscarried a child or there was an abortion involved and the babies can't wait to see their parents in heaven. So I was there's there's nurseries, beautiful nurseries all over heaven where your little babies are taken care of by these angels. That's their assignment. If they're little tiny ones, they'll hold them and rock them in their hand and they'll sing the breath of God will nurse their little spiritual body. They can already sing, play, laugh. Um, they have an amazing time in heaven. So hopefully that will answer that question. All I'm getting from this is abort your baby. Th like this your is baby. exactly it. <laughs> you can repent afterwards. Yeah. And then you get as much time. Like so, I know many women who don't actually like they have lots of kids uh -huh. because they like babies. <laughs> I know at least I know multiple women who didn't want to actually have like a lot of children, right? But they kept stop being stopping being babies, so mm. they just needed another one to come along so that they could have a baby. And then they need the oldest to bring them grandbabies, right? Yeah, Exa exactly. And start and then start the cycle. Yeah. Uh, little did they know if they could just pro prolong their gratification, uh, delay their delay yeah. it, yeah, uh, till till the afterlife. Yeah, it's all baby all the time, man. But you got to abort it. But you got to abort it while you're here. Which might be really hard if you love babies. But uh, <laughs> but I mean, you're when you abort it, it's it's, it's not even it's a, not baby. a baby. It's not a baby. That's it's, that's true. Just a tiny little thing. Depends on. I mean, but the, the babies are getting treated so well in the meantime. Oh yeah, taken care of by fucking angels. <laughs> angels in a nursery. <laughs> just, Why would you corral the babies in a nursery and just? Oh. oh my god, it is so fucking weird. And how fucked is it that like the mom just gets to decide if this baby is just baby forever? Yeah, just baby, just perpetual baby. I don't want this to be a, an That's, adult ever. That is like cruelty to humans right there. Yeah. You, like you you as an entity, you'd just have to serve my needs. I don't know. I kind of wish I could have stayed a baby. I, adulting is stupid. Being an adult, you you learn stuff about people and then when you're a baby it's just oh man give me baby being cared for by angels forever that give that's the life right that's there pretty good that's a pretty good life i think yeah by the way uh i'm gonna revise my definite my, my description of steve schultz 
he I realized who I think he is. Who? He's like worst dressed Bunsen honeydew. Bunsen honeydew. That's the 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 Muppet. Oh. On, <laughs> with Beaker, he's the, he's the, he's the scientist okay. Muppet. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's who okay. it is. Uh, anyway, and he and he yeah he does have a melon for a head, so hmm. that's that's good. All right. Anyway, uh, hey, we've got a voicemail to play, uh, do, which I'm excited about. Uh, so let's get right to it. It's a reference to last week's show yeah, to the broken brains that we were talking about. Yeah, you'll recall, listeners, that uh, last week we talked about how the cognitive dissonance inflicted upon the right wing of this and other countries lately. Hmm. Has been extreme, <laughs> and they're kind of going a wackadoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's here's a voicemail about it. Hi Frank and Dan, um, I was just listening to your Broken Brains episode. I think my favorite little thing that happened with you know people on the right and religious right saying or making excuses for behavior, just like they couldn't fathom what you know that something happened that was bad on their account, whatever. The January sixth insurrection is just. I saw so many people saying, oh, it's Antifa. Oh, it's um, the left is actually doing it, but they're framing the right. It's like they can't possibly fathom that their rhetoric and, you know, previous actions led to something so violent and so horrible. That that was the first thing that came to mind when you when you both were talking about the broken brain. Well, thank you for your podcast. I love it. Every Sunday I listen. <laughs> it's my thing. Have a, a great day. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a that's a great example. Mm-hmm. People, people just not being able to accept that the people who were proudly proclaiming mm. their affiliation the whole time while they committed that uh, act of of treason mm-hmm. against our country, yeah, uh, they they that couldn't have been real. Clearly, not. it had to be. Yeah, it was. It was <sighs> plants. It was uh, crisis actors. Yeah. Uh, it's just such a i just i can't even get my head around if there's one thing that our side is good at it's paying people to pretend like they're their side that's what we that's what our side does the best yeah it's it's infuriating yeah there you go well do we have some folks to thank we do indeed dan we have uh two new patrons over there on patreon oh two um we have a new priest oh by the name of benjamin benjamin congratulations on your new priesthood uh please don't do the catholic thing of priests oh, god why'd you have to bring that up because i'm thinking about priests <laughs> quite a quite too much now these are yeah. like mormon priests yeah 16 year olds <laughs> where you don't get where where you get magic powers you are assured i assure you you get magic powers Whatever they are, we can't tell you, but they're there. They're as real as the real fake. Just know. And then we have Betty, who's a new deacon. Oh, oh Betty. Betty, Congratulations you. on your magic powers. Listen, kids, if you want if you want to get in on this action, and you do, trust me, you, you do. Yeah. Uh, all you have to do is go to thankgodimatheist.com and uh, click on the support us tab and and you're there. You're you just uh, you just fill out some some stuff. You uh, you know you you choose the level at which you want to support us. It's up to you. Uh, we give you magic powers. Uh, win-win. It's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. Uh, and we have one more person to thank. As always, Dan, we have our top donor, our Lord and Savior, 
Pandemonium! Woo! Thank you so much, everybody. Stick around. More show coming up. Well, Frank. Yeah. I don't know if you made it downtown over the weekend. I did. I took a lovely walk. Oh, did you? Yeah. Just fantastic. Walked down. Got a new case for my uh, my my phone, actually. Uh Oh, how nice. Yeah. Just on a little walk downtown. Okay. And what was great this year about that specific weekend, uh-huh. because you haven't actually said it yet, it was Mormon General Conference. Yeah. And normally, it's just Mormons everywhere. You would have been mobbed. Too many Mormons. Yeah. Which is which is the title of our new uh, the TGIA book about living in Salt Lake City? <laughs> Too many Mormons. But this year, still virtual. Uh, yeah, yeah. They 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 kept they 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 still didn't have the big in person thing. Yeah. So it yeah. was peaceful downtown. I had City Creek Center basically to myself. You could drive to anywhere you needed to go. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't mean that things weren't said mm. by the Mormon leaders. Because that's what they do. Adjacent to where I was. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, a block and a half away in, in the big building. <laughs> the the, the Meganacle. Uh, do the, they actually stage it in there? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I thought they they were still doing it in the... And this year they had the choir. They did? They had the choir back. Boy, that tells you how much I care. <laughs> well, why would you care? I, I Like, I do not pay attention yeah. they had the choir there the, how nice yeah isn't that beautiful Did it, oh there was a tear brought to an eye oh many but that's easy with mormons <laughs> it, it, mormons are criers they're weepers you can you can make them cry at the drop of a hat <sighs> anywho the, i want to focus on a single word that no? was said by mormon president rusty m nelson <laughs> that is that i that i'm not the only one who glommed onto it Many people caught on to the fact. He said it a number of times. Uh, and and here's sort of here's I'll I'll just sort of read a quote and then we'll and then we'll get to the word that I want to, to focus on. Uh contrary to the doubts of some. Sorry, I should I should I should restart. Contrary to the doubts of some, <laughs> there really is such a thing as right and wrong. I won't read the whole thing like that. Thank you. Because uh, we could just listen to it and be yeah, lulled. Exactly. Uh, th- lulled there, I just inflicted instead. PTSD on several of our Mormon listeners. <laughs> I apologize. Trig- I should have said a trigger warning before I did that. There really is absolute truth, Nelson went on to say. Eternal truth. One of, those, one of the plagues of our day is that too few people know where to turn for truth. Mm. I can assure you that what you will hear today and tomorrow, meaning uh, during the two-day conference, yep, constitutes pure truth. Oh, oh! <clears throat> the word "pure" came up multiple times yeah. in his in his yeah. talk, I and like uh, pure, pure, pure. Uh, that word it has some interesting. Uh, Echoes back in Mormon history. Mm. For instance, uh, the for one of the first things that I flash on is one of the grand changes to their never-changing book, the Book of Mormon, mm-hmm. which went from saying that the the Lamanites, the bad guys here in the Americas, 
were uh were when they were they were bad but then when they became good after having been cursed with a skin of darkness <laughs> right they then once they became good became white and delightsome right right well that didn't play well uh for all of their history so so, so as somewhere along the line it got sort of it got changed mm. to pure and delightsome Oh yeah, I mean it's clear, clear that that's what white really was. was, was yeah, that's saying. what they were saying. That's what it was. Saying. That's what they meant. It was pure, pure. Also, it's not like that erased the fact that they had become they had been cursed with a skin of darkness. That still right. was there, right. or a skin of blackness, or something like that. Right. Uh, but yes, the whole idea in the Book of Mormon is that the Native Americans are dark because their ancestors were evil. <laughs> that was. It's so. I'm not exaggerating so that at all. It just hurts to hear it said so succinctly. But their because own book says it exactly that succinctly. It says that they were bad and that they were cursed with a skin of darkness. How the fuck do you interpret? You can't interpret it away. No, you can't. No, and I, it's just anyway. It hurts. It hurts. It's and it is ugliness at its root. Yeah. Um and. By the way, ugliness is how that dark skin is described in the book. It is des- uh, it is because yeah. they were cursed with the darkness so that they would be ugly in the in the sight of the good Nephites. Of the righteous, right? Oh, so that uh, out of rough. the way, yeah. I I mean, I don't think that that's what pure means in the context of what Rusty Nelson was talking about, though. That history, you know, white supremacy is not lost on me in regard to these people. Right. Uh, go ahead and add that layer on as you will. It applies. But I think what he was taught, but you know, it's funny because uh, local religion beat uh, columnist, Peggy Fletcher stack. Uh-huh. She covers Mormonism for the, for the local newspaper for the Salt Lake Tribune. Right. She posted on Facebook. Hey, what do you guys think this means? And it was very interesting to read a lot of the comments. But I I think, after giving it some thought, that it's clear what it means, which is these guys are dealing with a church that traditionally, through their entire 90-some-odd, 96 years of life, Mm -hmm. was an entirely top-down, dictatorial what we say goes church. Mm-hmm. There was no fudging on that. No, you couldn't. No, you followed the prophet. That's a song. Yeah. You sing the song, follow the prophet, follow the prophet. We will kill you if you don't follow. Huh. That, that's not. The, that's that's that, the rarely sung fourth. Fourth verse. verse yeah. Fourth verse. Yeah. Um, however, yeah, the prophet's word was. Uh, you couldn't disagree with it. No, not, not openly. No, that was but, that. That was the end of the discussion. Yeah, the prophet says it. We all do it. That's yeah. the end of the discussion. Well, guess what? He has lost that power. Yeah, and it is shocking. We've talked about this ad nauseum since Mormons started, like like conservative Mormons started not following the prophet. Yeah. 
And it started, you know, it coincided with the Trump thing because that's their real religion mm -hmm. is is Trumpism and, and QAnonism and all of that stuff. Well, and there was a Washington Post article. I think it was Washington Post that had the article a couple weeks ago that highlighted a liberal Mormon congregation in Berkeley. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where it's just like, it's like, wait a second. They, like, and it was just clear to that th this congregation is welcoming to people who are different to yeah. the like LGBTQ. LGBTQ and immigrant communities and, and all the Mormons tend to be okay on, on Im with immigrant communities. Uh, but like, just, just kind of like, Holy fuck. Like that's not a side of Mormonism in any kind of organized or it's definitely not fully established, but like it's not official. Right. Because they're a functioning ward of that very conservative religion. Right. Right. But just the thought that there's multiple wings. Yeah. That are, that are yeah. the, the, in motion. The right, right the right wing is ignoring him. That's shocking. Yeah. The left wing has for a long time been fighting the brethren mm -hmm. on on the obvious issues, on LGBTQ, yeah. on uh, on women's rights, all of this stuff for a while. Right. So the left wing, we already knew, was like pushing back. And they were, that's a small fringe, whatever. Yeah. But for the right wing to then also be be cracking away, uh, <laughs> this, is, this is a man who thought when he got to the top, he was going to have that ultimate authority. And now he turns around and like, he can't even get people to get vaccinated. Yeah. He can't, like, it is, he is facing the least amount of power that any Mormon president has ever had well, among and, their congregation. And I'm sorry, he, he has to be, to a certain extent, resentful of the fact that, like, I, I'm, or at least I'm not picking up on uh, an outpouring of love for him. No. In the way that like Hinckley enjoyed. Oh no. Or like a number of his predecessors of, of recent memory, just like pe the, the, the Mormon population loved Hinckley. He was beloved. Yeah. And then you get this guy. Well, and they, they, they really liked Monson. Yeah. Maybe not the way that they loved Hinckley. Right. Right. And then you get this guy and they're just like, they're not even giving him, no. Monson's like no like and, attention and, and look Monson was a hideous person <laughs> just an awful human a, and an they, obvious liar for one and they 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 still worked real hard to love that guy mm -hmm. they are they are done with that work this yeah. guy and you know I I Russell Nelson does look like the grumpy that uh ventriloquist puppet that what's his name that's not funny does well he also has a mr burns quality as he well. has a, a burnsian a very burnsian <laughs> if he would steeple fingers <laughs> it would be amazing we, he needed to have a first counselor named smithers that's a <laughs> that would that would solidify it but yeah he's getting no play yeah uh from those people it's so there you go uh he's he's feeling it and he is, uh, he is putting his uh, stake in the sand uh -huh. and saying, no, we have pure truth. Pure truth. Pure truth. Right here. Stop looking around. Don't, don't look at your, at, at your MSNBC or your Fox News right. for pure truth.
Definitely not OAN. Come to me. Look at me. <laughs> I'm your guy. Oh. <sighs> the unraveling. It's uh it's amazing. It, yeah. And and I guess all this what this shows to me is that they're feeling it. Mm-hmm. Like the downtown boys. This isn't just us. Yeah. Talking about this. They're well, feeling it hard. They and it's going to become obvious at a certain point that they're going to have to pick a side. <laughs> right? It's not the it's not the Mormons. Your runaday Mormons, right? Mm-mm. It's your it's who are going to have to pick which side they're on. They've already chosen what side they're on. Yeah. Right. Um, it's, uh, it's them. It's the church leadership. They're going to have to choose. Are they a conservative church or are they a liberal church? Uh, they're going to choose conservative spoiler alert. Yeah. Their next prophets, Dallin H. Oaks. They're going, they're going conservative. Yeah. Uh, but guess what? But they're not conservative enough. They're going, but that's what I'm saying. They're going to have to go for it. (laughs) In order to keep something, they're gonna they can't keep trying to play this both sides, and they're not gonna be able to like get the two oh, sides no. to come they're, come back to the center. You don't understand. They're aiming for that warm, squishy middle. I know. They're not No, they're aiming sorry, they're aiming incredibly far right of the middle. Of of the political middle. Like uh, yeah. the broader of the broader middle, landscape. But that's the Mormon middle. Right. The Mormon uh, middle, which is basic republic like old timey can like Republican. Right. Yeah. 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 Not, not. We're talking Reagan Republicans. Yeah. Which, which, which never thought, I never thought I was yearn for the days of the Reagan Republicans, but (laughs) here we are. (laughs) Well, kids, uh, if you would like to tell us about how, how your church is, has a warm, squishy middle, please feel free to do so by writing into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, we've got two of them, you can go to thankgodimatheist.com slash members-only. And there's a link there to go to the Facebook group, if that's your, your thing. Or there's one for Discord. Thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of y'all for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.